When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with Andy Brent Bernard, JB, and Mike Molina. And we'll be right back. Let's talk a little stock market right after this Tom Bernard show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Okay, what's Uptown Girl about? (laughs) That's uh, Christy Brinkley's birthday today. Oh, it is. The, 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 the actual uptown girl. Yep. 64. She still looks really good. Man. Oh, God, yeah. She's a very attractive woman. That's probably somebody who will get very angry. Oh, my God, you said a woman uh. was attractive. How <laughs> horrible. Calm down, all of you. Hey, by the way, that audio, did you hear that audio of Rose McGowan going after that? Uh, she was making a speech, 
and a transgender woman stood up and said, what have you ever done for trans people? Rose McGowan went after her like there was no tomorrow. Because let's not forget, Rose McGowan was one of the first women who came forward and said Harvey Weinstein is a pig. And it really hurt her career a lot. So for, for somebody to accuse Rose McGowan of not doing enough for women is really insane. Right. And she let her know that. I will tell you that. Oh, good. She so, didn't hold back at all. Whoa. I think some of those people need to get a, a little bit of balance back in their perception. No, I agree with you completely. They absolutely do. Uh, by the way, the Dow Jones is down 600 and almost 9 points, 608. Yep. Point ninety two, it's down six oh eight. Um, has anybody found any word on why it's down so severely? Like you said, Andy, it'll bounce back, but I mean that's a big drop in one day. I know on uh, Mon- Monday there was a lot of selling off. And yeah, there was on Monday, yeah, and then it bounced back on Tuesday because there's been a lot of big companies coming out with their uh, results of the <clears> year, <throat> and it's like oh, this happens, that happens, and then. Mm. The State of the Union kind of threw a monkey wrench into things. and Yeah, I think that's probably what a lot of it is. Why? Uh, everybody thought it was a good speech. 65% of the people said they, they thought it was a very, very good speech. People love to panic. Yeah. So they're panicking over this. Mm-hmm. The best performers today, and they're all down, by the way. Nobody's up. Uh, every best performer is in the red, actually. Walmart, 3M, Nike, United Health Group, Travelers. Pfizer, McDonald's, Cisco, Coca-Cola, and Merck. The worst performers are Exxon, Chevron, Goldman Sachs, Apple, Mm-mm. Visa, Dow, DuPont, Caterpillar, American Express, Home Depot, and General Electric. So there's really not a commonality there. I mean, a couple of oil companies and a couple of investment companies. And Apple deserves to be down because, you know, their product. Uh, that Apple, what was it, the Apple 10? The yeah. X. Yeah. Is it the, yeah, well, X, but it, isn't it actually a 10? I think so. call it X, I don't know. But isn't that thing a complete flop, from what I've heard? Do you know anybody that owns an Apple X? Anybody I, I know don't. anybody that owns an Apple X? I think, uh, what's I his face either. was talking about it yesterday. Uh, what's his name? Brad Blanks, I think he has one. Remember, he couldn't oh, get yeah, a, an Uber bro. on his phone. <laughs> his Apple, X. Yeah. Apple X, he couldn't get an Uber? Yeah. Well, they... Sold fewer, but they made more money because they're so expensive. Because they're extremely expensive. $1,000 for a phone is just insane. Come on. That's a ridiculous amount of money for a phone. You'll get no argument from me on that one. I just don't understand why it is that phones are that expensive. You know, why that expensive? Does that make any sense to anybody? Nope. I have no interest in... Seriously, if I could go back to the old brick, I'd do it. I just, <laughs> God, they're just so annoying now. Mm. I, I have uh, actually. To, go ahead. Today, I was, uh, you know, I had to run Catherine to the airport because she's going out of town, and I get back and I go to hop on my phone. For some reason, my phone shut itself off today. I've, that's never happened to me before. Why would that happen? Have you updated? If you it? held down the. Po- how, if you held down the power button accidentally? But I don't know how I could have done that, unless it got wedged up. Maybe I put it put it in my pocket and got wedged up against the center console or something. Yeah, something like that. That had to be what it was, because it was a weird deal, though, because I was, I was like, what do you mean it shut itself off? I don't really need that. But I suppose if I wedged it up, that's probably how it did well, happen. When they uh, when they got uh, when they got caught in uh, Dumbo Apple slowing right. people's phones down, then they brought everybody's phones back. 
then made that grand announcement about how many, how many hundreds of billions of dollars they were going to pump back into the economy. Right. The next day, my phone slowed down again. Yeah, that's what I understand. I understand that it did happen. the next day it slowed down again. The phones just don't work as well as they should for how expensive they are. I mean, like my phone, I have an S8, which is one of the higher-end Android phones, and, you know, it works fine, but it's still it's just not a smooth experience. There's a whole lot of stuttering and waiting and that sort of thing, and every phone ever is like that, and I don't know why they can't figure that out. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? I really Well, first of all, people are going after Facebook now because of the... Well, the New York Times had a big article today about... Uh, advertisers being the enemy of the people. <laughs> Did you guys see that article? No. Like, oh, my God, they were all upset about uh, about advertisers and how they're shoving their commercials down your... Th- well, I will tell you this. If you go to a news website like the, the Star Tribune or TwinCities.com for the Pioneer Press, mm-hmm. you are going to get so many ads shoved down your throat, it's unbelievable. But that, it's, it's amazing. That kind of goes with your thought about all the... Um hysteria when you watch the news at night and you you basically mm-hmm. you're either told that you're manic or you're depressed or <laughs> or you're going to die of a heart attack or or you need this to keep you know your mental state or you know if you got skin issues or you know this pill that pill this pill that pill this pill, you know and you're right i mean i was watching the the from five from uh, five o'clock to seven o'clock, I watched the news on on, on Channel Five, and it was mm-hmm. nothing but ads about losing weight, or you got this issue, or you got that problem, or you you know can't sleep. Right. So no, you're absolutely right. It, 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 they got everybody convinced that uh, you need you need to take pills to sleep. You need to take pills to be less uh, anxious. You need to take pills to lose weight. You need. It's all these pharmaceutical companies are just man. They're going wild now. And the news people are letting them do it. Well, how else is a newspaper going to stay in business? Right. They right? they found the one group that can advertise that they can still get money off of. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and one of the problems for radio is, if, it, if you want to consider it to be a problem, because there's a lot of money in pharmaceutical advertising, radio can't do it. You right. know why radio can't do pharmaceutical ads? No. Does anybody know why we can't do it? Truth it's because ads. of the disclaimer at the end on television. Oh, the okay. the disclaimer at the end on television, they can just put the script up on the screen, and you can read the the script. But in the radio, you can't. On the radio, you can't do that. So they have found they've tried. I know they've tried to do it, and people reading the disclaimer at the end drives listeners away like there's no tomorrow. People won't listen to it. They'll read it on television apparently, but they will not listen to it on the radio. So there is no uh, that I know of anyway. There might be some. Um, I, they just. They just don't do any pharmaceutical advertising on the radio. So I don't know how much money that costs radio, but it is what it is, right? Were you talking about those fast-talking people? Yes, the very fast-talking people. That's exactly what they do, the very, very fast-talking people. God, unbelievable. This whole thing is uh, is amazing. The big story now in the New York Times, I was looking for that story, but I can't find it because now it's the GOP releases memo on Russian inquiry, alleges, uh, alleges abuses by FBI critics call claims misleading. I mean, the critics uh, would be the people who they say uh, uh, abuse the system. Is that who the critics are? It's just one of the most funny things. You look at the stories and you go, well, 
the coverage on this paper, we started off this entire day with that. The fact that you look at one news site and it says one thing. You look at another news site, it says the other thing. Now, I have to ask you a question, JB, as a black man in America today. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I yep. also throw today in there at the end. You know that. Yep. Here's a headline in the, the New York Times today. How white supremacy forgot the women. <laughs> What is They're trying to push this white supremacy thing they really hard. They really are. Uh, this white supremacy thing, and it's only apparently the white men that are white supremacists. Apparently all white men are white supremacists. Mm. The women are not, but the men are. Uh, I don't understand this. I really don't understand. No, I have a, a son sitting to my right. He's 31 years old. I don't see a whole lot of white supremacy in Andy. <laughs> I just don't. I don't see a whole lot of white supremacy anywhere. Well, yeah, there either. are so few of them that right. they're not an issue. Why even talk about them? Well, again, that's just fear-mongering. Yeah. So. Do you do you hear a lot about that as a black man, JB? No. Do you hear a lot of people talking about white supremacy? Well, I didn't think so because I don't hear a whole lot of it from except, my friends. Except for my on Facebook because, again, my relatives live in St. Louis, and that's such a divisive city that they still complain about white people. It's like, can we move? Yeah. Can we move on, please? But there. the other trend on, in advertising with like food and clothing and mm-hmm. uh, you know electronics and parties and even in, in insurance, a lot of mixed race couples are being shown in commercials now. Yeah, oh, a yeah. lot. I've yeah, noticed that. Yeah, that is yeah true. and it's usually a black man and a white woman. It's very no, rarely a black woman and a white man. No, I was going to say I've seen a lot of the opposite lately. Uh, uh, there was a, been a lot more lately. That's right, true. a black female, white male, with are they a, getting better about that? Yes, with a with a young daughter who has black features. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like wow. So, well, apparently it's not the case over in St. Paul because Black Lives Matter Minnesota just issued a travel alert for St. Paul. Uh oh, so stupid! I saw that a travel alert. Travel alert for what? Uh, well, some lady got bit by a police dog, and that's basically. So there's a travel alert for it. Well, you know they're the, they're the ones who said don't go to Missouri or whatever. Remember. Right, they yes. said the whole yeah. state of Missouri because of something. I don't remember Ferguson. what it was. It was, was Ferguson, it? probably, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a situation. Where did the Black Lives Matter flag go up? Somebody's upset at a university. Uh, they put the Black Lives Matter flag up right under the uh, the United States of America flag, and somebody's very upset about it. Some, I thought it was in Min- uh, in Minnesota, actually, that it I, happened. But I haven't maybe I'm heard about, about that. that. It's really hard to keep up with all this stuff, oh, I will God, tell you this. It's tiring. It can worry you out, there's no question. And, and again, JB, I talk a lot about the fact that these people, the white supremacy thing and the this and the that. And the I, as a 12-year-old, heard Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. talk about colorblindness and about uh, judging people by the content of their character. So as a 12-year-old, I understood that that would make plenty of sense. They don't even talk about that anymore. They don't talk about colorblindness. Everybody, and I'm talking about all races, particularly uh, white people, want to talk about the color issue. More than anybody mm-hmm. else on earth want to talk about color. Well, yeah. Why? Because... I don't really understand again, that. Again, it, it, it reaches people, it, it shocks people, it attacks their senses. You know, 
why still to this day that happens i have no idea like i said with all the you know the ads you see with mixed race couples and whatnot Mm -hmm. you would think you know but it's it's something that still you know i have hope for my son's uh my son's generation you know andy's part of that mike's part of that that you know they won't carry the crap that even my generation still carries I didn't. I never thought about race at all until I was, you know, forced to by people saying, "Think about race all the time." And I still, you know, I don't. But when people are constantly talking about it, I'm thinking about how much I'd like them to stop talking about it. (laughs) But you had a different life. You were around. You were around people of all races your entire life. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so it, it like me, I have been too. So it's not a. I don't understand why people think. What could I possibly give a rat's ass what color your skin is? I judge you based on your character. If you're a jackass, you're a jackass. If you're a nice person, you're a nice person. Why would I possibly care about anything else? Because you're only going to affect me if you're a jerk. <laughs> your skin color is not going to affect me in the least, right? In a negative manner is what I'm saying. Well, it's not I... going to affect me what color you are. Right. I can answer that when we come back. Why don't we do that? Okay. We're going to get JB's answer <laughs> uh, for white supremacy, how white supremacy <laughs> forgot the women. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company? A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering more than 50% off his four pack special, which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. We get around. We are back on the Tom Bernard Show, ladies and gentlemen. About to ask JB, how, how would it possibly affect his life, the fact that I'm white? <laughs> We're trying to figure that out. Well, it, it, This whole color thing. It, it, for me, it doesn't, and it shouldn't. But like I said, the Facebook posting, the relatives and friends in St. Louis, which I have said... Many a times, that town has a has a lot to get through uh, race wise. But I mean, yeah, I agree with that. That's true. I've had a, a white brother-in-law. I have a, a niece who's had a child with a white 
male. I have a cousin who's married to a, uh, a white woman. And the attitude that I notice is it's an issue until they get to know these people that have come into our lives via those right. situations. Right. And then they're like, yeah, they're okay. Then that's when you get, yeah, but that one's okay. Well, that's not a good, <laughs> yeah. that's not a good response either. It's a funny response. Well, as long as humans are genetically coded to right. be wary of the other tribe, then that's going to happen. Right. I'm going to use that tonight, as a matter of fact. Go for you it. You know, for a black guy, he's not a bad guy. guy. Just, you know. <laughs> well, you remember, the, you remember years ago we met, um, uh, oh, God, former mayor of St. Paul at a east side. Former mayor of St. Paul. Yeah. East side bar. Uh, Cuzzies. Uh, Tim... Or at Cousins? Not Tim. Yeah. A former mayor of St. Well, not Norm Coleman. No, that's who it was, Norm Coleman. We we did a morning show okay. one night, met him over in St. Paul. And I yep, told I you, remember that. I walked into a bar, and right before I walked in, two guys who were a little hammered, or a lot mm-hmm. hammered, looked at me and said, it's JB. You're a credit to your race. Now, this is like <laughs> late 1990s, uh, early 80s, 2000s. And the guy looks at me and goes, Really? You are a credit to your race. And I was like, Okay, where the blank am I right now? <laughs> yeah, I would have argued that. I would have said, No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> that, that probably yeah, it's interesting should, I, how you're a credit to your race and you're not a credit to your race are both unacceptable. Right. right. Wait, now, which bar were you at? Because, you know. Uh, what, where were you, Tom? Cuzzies? Coo- oh, you know what? Were you at the oh, Gopher Coo- Bar? Coobies. Uh, oh, we were at Coobies. I was yeah. going to say, the Gopher Bar. Now, there. <laughs> the Gopher Bar, that's a different uh, kettle of fish right there. You know, uh, well, I walked they have in- great conies. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into... Half the halftime wreck one time, and sure. The, and three guys were on stage playing music, and I swear the music stopped. Well, kind of like in that scene in the Animal House, <laughs> right? When you're going to, <laughs> into the bar. <laughs> Do you mind if we dance with your, your dates? dates. <laughs> I love that. But it I was, just love ding, that. Ding, 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 ding. And I just kind of had Whoops. that feeling like, oops. And I walked in, and I was dating a female of a different race, and she walked in ahead of me. I walked in directly behind her, and the guys with the playing pool, the guy was in uh-huh. stopped in mid back, you know, stroke to hit the ball, got his head up, and I was like, okay, where am I? It's funny you bring that up because uh, halftime wreck right there on front in Lexington, mm-hmm. uh, the one yeah. time I went, that was where uh, the uh, – KQ Christmas party was it? Yeah, I was going to say, and <laughs> then the Christmas party's been there a couple oh, yeah. of times. <laughs> so it has. I would not know that. I don't go to Christmas parties. <laughs> yeah, I only went to that one. I don't go to anybody. I don't go to anybody's parties. Um, it is. It is rather interesting that whole situation where where I do remember one time. And this would have been God, probably the mid seventies. There in the in the Fauche Tower. Maybe now where where Manny's is, but this is the mid seventies. There was a bar in there, and it was a predominant. Well, not predominantly. It was an all black bar. It was all black people in the bar, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm trying to. It, nah, you know what? It, it would have been like seventy four, maybe something like that. And my roommate, when I lived up in Grand Forks doing radio up at KNOX in Grand Forks, I was actually his roommate because he rented the apartment. Victor Treadwell was a black man. 
from Florida who was going to the University of North Dakota, and his sister lived there, and then they asked if I wanted to move in with them, so we were roommates up there. And then I remember he came down to Minneapolis after I had moved back and started working at KSTP and all that. Mm-hmm. So it had to be 74. It had to be, yeah, 73, 74. And we went, he said, he said, I want to go to, I heard about this bar. I want to go to this bar. And so we went into the bar and I will never forget the looks that I got in that bar. <laughs> Cause I think I was the first honky to ever walk through the door. <laughs> and they looked at me like, what the hell? Nobody said anything to me. Nobody right. bothered me. Nobody was mean to me. Nothing like that. But they sure did stare at me. I will tell you that. It's like, what the hell do you want? That kind of look. You know what I mean? Well, uh, apparently during the they're doing uh, one of the Larry Nasser trials right now. Oh yeah, or they just did or something right. like that. Yeah. yeah. And um, during it, one of the dads uh, rushed him. Yeah. Oh really? But yeah. he didn't make it. Damn it! <laughs> Too bad. Yeah. He, this this just happened about three hours ago, I think. Yeah. One of the dads rushed the stage. Yeah. yeah. Well, that yeah, that guy. That, How many? Uh, that clown had the the audacity to, to request the judge to stop the witness the you know witness testimony because it was becoming too much for him to handle mentally. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know it's uh, too emotional. It's not a for valid me. objection. Well, now there's this it's other story locally where you got uh, a Super Bowl Live employee offered VIP tickets in exchange for sex with teens. Oh hmm. God. Yep. Now, where, where was the guy from? It's uh, a Missouri man was in town to work at the Super Bowl Live, is accused of offering VIP uh, tickets to the event in exchange for sex with a pair of teens. Well, well there was a sex trade warning. Uh, yes, there was, yeah. Sent out that, this, that yeah, a, lot trafficking. Of, yeah, a lot of this happens around the Super Bowl site. So I, It's just really, really sad. It's how, not surprising. How would you think you could get away with something like that, with offering Super Bowl tickets to teenage girls and you were going to somehow get away with that. I mean, what the hell is wrong with you? Do you not pay attention that that might... Uh... So did this guy get arrested? Yeah. Yep. He did. Good. So he's a guy from Missouri. He got arrested for offering Super Bowl tickets to two teens for sex. Yeah. Or just to somebody in exchange for sex with teens. So. Somebody, okay. So, yeah. so you got to be talking about $12,000 worth of tickets, right? Yep. Yep. For a pair of tickets, it's like fifty-seven hundred dollars. Let's say, let's say they're come down a little bit. He offered ten thousand dollars. Yeah, and for somebody course, to have sex with Tina. This genius, he went through Craigslist. <laughs> why do they? Oh al- God! Oh. Why do they always go through Craigslist? <laughs> but do they not <laughs> they know by really now? Do, don't they? Do they not know by now that the authorities are like combing through that site? Yeah. Well, I mean, and even the people who run Craigslist could just have a, a thing that automatically searches for certain phrases. Sure. And, and, and yeah, then these were only tickets alerted. for uh, Super Bowl Live. These were not for the game. So their value. Well, oh, they were not for the game. No. They were Super Bowl Live. Yep. So their value is two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. What what kind of a psycho do you have to be? Uh, who? Uh, do you under? I don't understand where your brain has to be to want to have sex with a teenage girl anyway. You um, right? You are talking to people who would not understand that. Also, no, no nobody would understand. I think it's Arrested Development. You think that's what it is, or were they abused as children? That's what they say a lot of times: is they were abused as children, so they don't mind abusing other children. So his name is well, Justin that's Beard. What that causes Arrested Development? Justin and Beard out of Branson, Missouri. Well, Brant- Justin Beard. Yeah. 
Branson. Had not a Branson? That explains yep. a lot. And he just uh, gets weirder and weirder because he uh, exchanged several text messages with undercover police posing oh. as a man or as a 13-year-old boy and a 15-year-old girl. Both were all right with him? I guess. Uh. So, so he was both of those. He was a 15-year-old boy and a or thirteen year old boy and a fifteen year old girl. Well the uh, undercover was, no, no, no the, the undercover was. Oh the cop was. Yeah, so yeah. he was responding oh, so he, to So ads. he didn't so he wouldn't care whether it's sex with a, a young boy or a young girl. Didn't matter to him. Nope. It's kind of odd. That's really great. That's that's something else. But I guess all of these big events like this, whether it be the Super Bowl or whatever the event is, um, I guess the sex trafficking is just way, way over the top at these things. Right. Well, because I, I, I guess everybody's in the partying spirits. So they mm-hmm. somehow figure they can get away with it, and they won't be noticed. When I, uh, when I worked with homeless teens about 20 years ago, yeah, uh, part of our mission was to get kids out of prostitution. And we found that most of it was uh, men looking for young males. Yeah. Well, most of it was men looking for young, yeah. young I mean, boys. We had not uncommon. Young, we had young female who would fall prey to pimps. You know, the class, mm-hmm. yeah. what you would call the classic example. But there was a lot of the other stuff going on. Because they were on the down low and they knew, the, yeah. you know, they, they would have their uh, apartments or someplace where they could take them and, you know, and they would wine and dine these young men and, you know, all of a sudden... And the classic signs were they would show up to the drop-in cent- our drop-in center, and all of a sudden they got new shoes on, they got some oh, expensive okay. some expensive watch or something, you know, and you, and you, your radar would just go off, and we would pull them aside and start talking to them, and then you know that's what you would find out. Yeah, so that's what it was all about, and that's right. that was very prevalent. You said, "Yo, yeah." Well, it's easy money. Yeah, I guess. I, you know, I, I I don't know. It's it's beyond uh, anything that that we could comprehend. I, I don't understand it. Andy's right. Arrested development, whatever causes arrested development, it just it makes no sense to people who I, I don't know. What can you possibly say about that? I, it, it's just one of those subjects you you will never understand it. So I guess it's best just to move on. I yep. suppose. I don't know. Just be thankful today. If I was in your shoes, I'd be uh, leaving. What a good idea. <laughs> oh, that's, is that uh, yeah. Otis Day in the Nights? Yeah. <laughs> Where they, they, the classic line, if I were you, I would be leaving. <laughs> leaving. I love it. Uh, I said to Mike. New witnesses of. I'm sorry. You said what? No, I said to Mike when we came back from the last commercial break that uh, uh, my pillow needs a jingle. Why does my pillow need a jingle? <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like it's. It just, you know, he. I mean, he's. Because everything has a jingle. He, right. He's doing gangbusters yeah. and whatnot, but there's. You should write a jingle for him. <laughs> I will. Uh, I have to talk to Mike Lindell tonight, so I'll mention the jingle, the, the jingle idea to him tonight because I've talked to him tonight anyway. <laughs> Do so you? I'll bring it up to him. You know, JB thinks you need a jingle. <laughs> uh, for the, they do have a jingle. You do know that, right? Do they? Visit mypillow.com. You've never heard that? No. I haven't. No. Yeah, yeah, I've, heard, I've heard that. They yeah. have, there's a my pillow jingle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, there is. You guys need to start paying attention. I guess so. It's unbelievable. We need to stop. This smoking. is uh, pretty pretty interesting. Uh, guest we just had on a couple of months ago on this show, 
New witnesses have emerged in a 1981 drowning of actress Natalie Wood, prompting investigators to deem it a suspicious death and name her former husband, 87-year-old Robert Wagner, a person of interest. We just had Robert Wagner on when, Andy? When was he on? Just a couple of months ago, wasn't it? For nearly four decades, mystery and speculation have swirled around the death of the actress who was nominated for three Academy Awards, starred at West Side Story and Rebel Without a Cause. She was on a yacht with Wagner, actor, actor Christopher Walken, and the boat captain on Thanksgiving weekend of 1981. After a night of drinking, her body was found floating in the waters off Southern California's Catalina Island. She was only 43 years old at the time. Robert Wagner was on December 14th. December 14th, so it was, uh, yeah, not even two months ago. Not even to, we just put a book out. Now, he's just a person of interest. Does it mean he's guilty? No, it does mm-hmm. not mean he's guilty. But bringing this thing back after, what, almost 40 years, 1981 is when it happened, they said, right? So, my God, I mean, we're talking. No statute of limitations years. on murder. No, no there's there not. Is. 37 years ago it happened, though. So we, uh, I don't know, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that because he's 87 years old. Let's round him up. He's 87. <laughs> yeah, at this point, it's, yeah, what well, are you going to do? It'd be interesting to find out. How old is Christopher Walken? Mm, I don't know how old Christopher Walken is, but he's got to be getting up there as well. He's got to be in the 70s, I would think. We will find out and get back 74. to 74. 74. Right after this, Tom Bernard Show. This is Tom, and I've been telling you how easy it has been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. My goal has been to lose 92.5 pounds. Well, I've started up another round at the new Nutramost Plymouth location, and I can't wait to shed those extra unwanted pounds. Nutramost is unlike any other weight loss program. It's just so easy, and they guarantee that you will lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. The team at Nutramost in Plymouth will support you every step of the way on your wellness and weight loss journey. Then... After you hit your goal, Nutramost in Plymouth is there for you with the Nutramost Forever Plan, an all-inclusive wellness program that improves and promotes healthy living and choices. Nutramost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Nutramost Plymouth, located just off Highway 55 and 494. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Tom Bernard here. Minneapolis is gearing up for the biggest football event of the year. And you've probably heard the myth that you should wait until after the big game to sell your home. What? If you're thinking about selling, now is the time. Why? Because buyers are hungry and most sellers aren't even in the game. But the real key is fielding the right team. And that's my buddy Chris Lindahl's team with REMAX Results. REMAX is America's number one real estate franchise. And the Chris Lindahl team is America's number one REMAX results team. Why? Because they've got the right game plan and the best players at the skill positions. They know how to market your home. They know how to use social media. And they know how to win. On average, the Chris Lindahl team sells a home every nine hours for over the MLS average. Don't wait until after the big game to get a big win on selling your home. Call the Chris Lindahl team at 763-401-SOLD and the first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value. And it's only going to the first two KQRS callers from this ad. That's 763-401-SOLD. Get a free staging package and win big on selling your home before the big game. If you haven't already, make sure to check out the best of the Tom Bernard Show, brought to you by Brad Sean Bryant, or as he's known, the backup to my hard drive, every Saturday at noon for highlights from the past week and classic moments from our vault. Nothing I can see but you when you Is that your best buddy, Justin Timberlake? It's Brad Blanks' best buddy. That's right, Brad Blanks' best buddy. 
I did find it interesting that he stood up there and said, my son will never play yep. football at the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and tried to, Why would you do that? And tried to backtrack. from. Oh, I, I will always support my son on if he wants to get in the arts or sports or whatever. It's like dude, Whatever he wants to do, I'll support him. He right. gave it that one. He gave it that one. Well, if you're yeah, looking to well, place a bet on Sunday's game, we do have Brandon on. Oh, we, oh I, really? Yeah. Now, see, now we're talking. Brandon Lang joins us as the greatest living, and I said the greatest living handicapper. Brandon Lang consistently lives up to his expectations. The charismatic and outspoken Lang is an unbelievable 21 wins, three losses, and two ties in his Super Bowl picks, including having both the under. Uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. This thing is unbelievable. Brandon, how are you? It's been a while. Well, you got to add the lucky win with New England last year and set that number at twenty-two, three and two. So yeah, we were fortunate that is true, to the biography. get that comeback. But that's fine. Um, we're still feel uh, we still feel pretty good about this one, and uh, you know it's uh, it's been a pretty stress-free week. But I, I first want to start off by saying um, I came in for Radio Row, did my two days Tuesday, Wednesday, left Thursday. Oh, okay. But I'm going to tell you that Mall of America is one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. I enjoyed myself in my two days there. Um, the media party was uh, Tuesday night in the amusement park. We rode the roller coasters. Everything was free. Uh, just what a great time um, I had at Radio Row and, and the people of Minnesota. Hey, I'm glad to hear that. That's really nice to hear because it's uh, – I, I, Brandon, do you think there will ever be another Super Bowl in a cold-weather city? No, I don't. No, I don't think it'll ever happen again. My face is still windburned <laughs> from just walking from the hotel to the shuttle van. My lips are still yeah, chapped. Exactly. I I got into town uh, Sunday night. I waited inside at the airport till the shuttle put up. Ran to the shuttle. It was nice and warm inside. Mm-hmm. I got to hotel, walked out into my hotel, and did not go outside again because my hotel was where the Eagles were staying. Radio Row was at Mall America, so I didn't have to go outside for anything. I did not. It was probably the first time in my life I can remember that I never went outside for three days. For three days, you just never. Went. Well, I don't blame you. Why would you? Why would I? I had everything. The only thing that was missing that I was disappointed about was there was no movie theater at the Mall of America because I was going to go see a movie. They haven't put it that in yet. Be, yeah. But if that's the only dent in this Bentley of Mall of America, it's a pretty darn good Bentley. And one last thing I'll say before we get into the game. You got some gorgeous-looking women running around Minnesota. I'll tell you that much right yeah. now. That Mall of America, I must have stalked four really hot girls uh, in that mall. Uh, if, I would, if I'd been arrested, I'd have put my hand up and said, I'm guilty, Your Honor. I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. And I'm a big boot, boot, like boots and jeans guy because of the cold weather. Every time you turn around, a girl is wearing jeans or stretch pants and boots. Man, I just, man, I was a kid in a candy store. No, I understand. I understand that completely. So... We do have to talk to him. So it's 22 wins, three losses, and two ties in his Super Bowl picks, ladies and gentlemen, because last year's game. Now we get to the point, and I do have to mention this, obviously. Uh, before the season started, I picked the Vikings go 6-10 and 10 because I knew Sam Bradford get, would get hurt because he always gets hurt. I didn't realize our third-string quarterback would uh, step up and, and operate and perform the way he did. They end up going 13-3. and three. Then they got lucky in the game against New Orleans. Um, they should not have won that game, but they did. The Minneapolis Miracle, they called it. And then absolutely fell apart in the, uh, in the game against the Eagles. Now, 
The Eagles have the same situation with Nick Foles. He's played very, very well, way above expectations. Is he going to hit the wall in the Super Bowl like Case Keenum did? And it wasn't just Case Keenum's fault. The defense was terrible. The offensive line was terrible. So I'm not blaming the whole thing on Case Keenum. But are the Eagles going to hit the wall the way the Vikings did? No. Hmm. No. Interesting. No. And that's an emphatic no and a very confident no. Um, See, where people are missing the boat and and why my biggest NFL play of the entire year was on Philadelphia plus three over Minnesota was people really – are quick in this business, in this industry, to throw somebody off the bandwagon when they have a bad game. And you often hear yeah. people in NFL circles talk about, um, well, we'll go back and look at the tape. The tape don't lie. And you have enough good tape on Nick Foles to throw the Monday night game against the Raiders out the window. First and foremost, uh-huh. there were 25-mile-an-hour winds on the field, and you had 10-degree temperature. And he just had a bad game. But 2013, when Mike Vick got hurt, Nick Foles stepped in and went 9-2 and two and threw 27 touchdowns and two interceptions. So there's enough good tape on Nick Foles that he comes in on the road at the Rams, leads two scoring drives, and makes a huge third down play for them to win the game against the Rams, which, by the way, gave them home field advantage over your Minnesota Vikings. Then they go right. on the road right. to New York. He throws four touchdown passes at New York. He comes home on Monday night in that weather and that win and has the worst game of his career, and everybody says he's garbage. Well, what about the Dallas game? There were, it was zero degrees and 15-mile-an-hour win. So when Doug Peterson saw we weren't going to get anything done in the passing game, he yanked him and said, don't worry about it. So Frank Reich and Doug Peterson sat down and game plan for Atlanta and put in things that Nick Foles was comfortable with put in things that he was comfortable with in his 27 touchdown and two interception performance in 2013. And what did he do, Tom? He goes 23 of 30 for 245 yards and no turnovers. Then they put a great game plan in place against Minnesota. And what's he do? 26 of 33 for 352 yards and three touchdowns with no turnovers. So before they put the cart before the horse and think Nick Foles is going to hit the wall, if I'm the New England Patriots, I better think about my defense, that the three times we faced a run-pass option team this year, KC put up 42, Carolina put up 33, and Houston put up 33, and all three of those games we had home field advantage. Nick Foles is not hitting the wall. The Nick e- Foles is going to be fine. The Eagles coach, when he was hired, was expected to be fired within – uh, two seasons and was laughed at by most commentators on ESPN. And now this guy is showing them that he can he can coach with some of the best. I mean, that game plan against the Vikings was some, something to you wouldn't. I'm going to tell you something. All you need to know about Doug Peterson is when he looks over at that sideline and sees Bill Belichick, he says, Bill, I'm going to rip your heart out. When I rip your heart out and throw it down on the ground, I'm going to stomp on it right in front of you. <laughs> See, Doug Peterson ain't scared of nobody. And he showed you that in the Minnesota game. 29 yep. seconds to go on your own 19-yard line with two timeouts against the number one defense. You don't try to score there. You take a knee. Mm-hmm. He went right down and got three points. So I'm yep. not, listen, I'm not worried about anything when it comes into this game at all. I'm as confident as I've seen anything. I've handicapped Super Bowl in the last 27 years. The Eagles have the better offensive line. The Eagles have the better defensive line. And if you look at the Patriots in the Super Bowl, they don't blow anybody out because when they get to the Super Bowl, they're not the better team. They're the better coach team. It's right. why they win close games. 
by right, three, right. by three, by three, by four, by six. They can't blow people out. You know why they get to so many damn Super Bowls? It's because they got home field advantage. They've played six road playoff games in the history of Belichick and Brady. <laughs> six. In the entire, what, well, 15 years now? 15 years. No, they had to go on the road now. six times. That's it. They play in the AFC East, so they get mm-hmm. Miami twice, Buffalo twice, right. the Jets twice. They win their division. They get home field advantage. People don't realize that they're in trouble here, man. The run's over. His offensive coordinator's Ooh. leaving. His defensive coordinator's leaving. He's stuck with a 41-year-old quarterback with new coordinators. He's gone. I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone. And he's going he's gonna to be gone a loser because they're getting beat on Sunday. Well, they really? also, also um, should have lost the game to Jacksonville. Yes! The guy, the guy took the foot off the gas yes! and, and coached yes! not to yep. lose. Instead yes. of, instead of that kick- was my next point. Yep. Doug Peterson coaches to win. He doesn't coach to lose. And when Doug Marone had two timeouts and a minute to go on his own 25 and took a knee, game over. See, at the end of the day, when I sit back and I look at New England and I look at the Jacksonville game, I went to the Jacksonville-Buffalo game, and I saw a Jacksonville offense that was one of the worst offenses in the NFL, and they couldn't score against Buffalo. And they go up to New England, and they did anything they wanted in the first half. Fournette ran the ball at will on them. New England made adjustments. New England didn't do squat. Hackett, the offensive coordinator, coached the second half scared. I'm going to put Blake Bortles in a position to win the game in the first half. Ooh, but all of a sudden I'm going to put him in a position not to lose it in the second half. Nice right, job, right. you moron. We'd be handicapping Jacksonville, Philly, <laughs> if you knew how to coach. Yeah. So that's your difference is that I know how bad Jacksonville's offense is. I do. I watched them all year. They're horrible. Their quarterback is horrible. And he looked like Joe Montana for a half. That is a New England defense. Oh, they played great. They haven't faced a top 10 offense in the NFL since week four. This Philly offense is good. Their offensive line, the best in the NFL. What's a quarterback's best friend? A running game. New England's in trouble. Listen, I will be shocked if New England doesn't win this game outright and win it comfortably. I'm on Philadelphia plus four and a half. Philadelphia plus four and a half. Yep. I like it. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's about. Yeah. Well, Put it this way. Put it this way, Tom. I feel as good about this game as I did when I told people the Giants plus 11 were going to shock the world and win the game outright. And people said, how could you be so sure? And when I called up and did radio shows on Monday because everybody wanted to talk to me, they said, how did you know? And I said, because I knew the defensive line of the Giants was going to get pressure on Tom Brady. And the reason why you can't score on Philadelphia in the second half is because they rotate eight defensive mm-hmm. linemen over the course of the whole game. So when you get to that fourth quarter and your offensive line's a little tired, these four, five, six, seven, eight guys are still coming at you fresh, and you can't hold them back. This game's going to be a lot like the Monday night game when New England went into Miami, and the Miami defensive line just dominated New England. They went one of 12 on third down. Jay Cutler and the Dolphins beat them. Jay Cutler and the <laughs> Dolphins beat them. Oh, but Gronkowski didn't play. Your defense still let Jay Cutler put 27 on you. That's Jay Cutler. (laughs) I'm tired of Bill Belichick and his his smart-ass personality and attitude and hoodie. Go away, Bill. Bill, we're going to send you into retirement with this loss, Bill. Okay, so so go. Go be a crab somewhere else. We're tired of you. And as for Tom Brady, I like you, Tom. You went to Michigan. I'm from Michigan. But you're going down, buddy. You're 40 years old, and you're going to take a beating from Fletcher Cock and the boys. 
BrandonLang.com is how you reach out to Brandon. Brandon, great way to end the week for us going into the Super Bowl. I appreciate your time, sir. Tom, thanks as always. Uh, I loved your city, and uh, and uh, I'll probably bring my daughter back when it's warm in the sun of the Mall of America and, and, and let her enjoy herself a little bit. I really enjoyed it. So, again, Brandon Lang, BrandonLang.com. You go with the pick again. Oh. Oh. Sounds like he hung up. Yep. He did hang up. He he went with the Eagles plus four and a half. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. The Eagles plus four and a half. What do you think about that, JB? I I've been filling that all, and I'm not trying to use a pun. I've been filling that all week because he's right. I all mean, week. they they had no business winning that game against Jacksonville. They had no business winning no, that, you're right. you, that you're Super right Bowl last year. And the one That's before that with uh, against the Seattle. Before that you, you get. Yep. You get to those points, and some coach makes a dumb decision, and then they capitalize on it. And if, if so, you got J- Philadelphia. You got just, JB going. Yeah, you're going with Philadelphia plus the four and a half. Yeah. Molina, what do you got? Uh, I don't know. I'm just not even interested. I'll go New England. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? A great shining personality. <laughs> yeah. right there. I'm not interested. I don't care. It's cold and there's traffic and I hate everybody. Yep. <laughs> nice attitude. <laughs> it's pretty funny actually. Uh, uh, very, very yeah. funny. What's your thought? In any case. Uh, I don't know how, you know, you guys make a lot of sense, so I don't know what to do now. You know, everybody does fall for that. Oh, it's, it's, uh, New England. They always win, but you guys are making a hell of a point. You really are. And we will find out, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to be, uh, breaking up any fights on the rooftop? Mm, probably. Probably. That's what I did last year during that Atlanta, New England, uh, Super Bowl. Breaking up fights between two guys who've never thrown a punch in their life. It was rather interesting. (laughs) Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll talk to you next week. Tom Bernard Show.